Hey, dude, this dog leg stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. you pet stylists you found the groom pod welcome to our virtual salon my name is Susie, and i'm your host i'm a mobile groomer from seattle washington and anyone who knows me will tell you i love to talk especially about my job one of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show miss barbara bird hi Susie. i'm so glad it's sunday and we're here together Barbara, will you be my valentine? (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Yay. So, I don't know if you can see it over my shoulder, but that glare behind me is the sun. It's going to be 60 degrees here today. I am tickled pink and I have horse-itis like you cannot imagine. Welcome to episode 327 of the Groom Pod, recorded on February 13th, 2022 in Snohomish, Washington and Tucson, Arizona. This podcast is brought to you by listener support through Patreon and our donation button on our website and through the kind sponsors we have, which are Best Shot, Evolution Shears, Show Season, Groom More, and Stazco. This week on the Groom Pod, we're talking clipper back tips, Dr. Bonner's soap, and private parts. What's new is brought to you by Groom More. If you're looking for a software solution for your shop, mobile, or house call, Groom More is it. It has online booking and online forms and intake or matted dog forms, payment processing, reminders and wait lists, inventory, routing, calendar and QuickBooks syncs, and most importantly, 24-hour service. And they've given us a great offer. You can switch over to Groom More and try it for two months at half off. Just put in the code GroomPod. Barbara, what's new with you? Wait. Let me tell you what's new with me. My horse is coming. I got to get it out of the way right off the bat because I can't even (laughs) sit still. I'm so freaking excited. He's getting his uh, shots on Friday. Oh, no, on Wednesday. And then by the weekend, he should be here. I'm all ready for him. And I'm super distracted. So there you go. I just wanted to share that with our listeners because this podcast is likely to be unedited. So you'll have to deal with me. Bounce it off the walls like a pinball. Okay, Barbara, your turn. Well, I have a new chapter in the Eduardo and the three little babies of his story. Now, this is the guy who came in and had the three dogs with the skin issues that you were having the communication issue with? Well, he he has knowing gliss. Ah, that would be the issue. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to have Yvonne there whenever I have any meaningful conversation with him. And, you know, Yvonne is like, well, she's not very proficient in either English or Spanish. (laughs) We can kind of giggle about it, but it's sad. What they did back in her early childhood days, when she started school, they prohibited the Mexican children from speaking Spanish at school. So it kind of chopped her off from her Spanish-speaking need. 
and she needed to develop her English. So she developed that kind of half-assedly and now has trouble going back and being really fluid in Spanish. So having Eduardo, the non-English speaking guy, show up at the shop is a bit of a challenge for both of us. But he's such a nice guy. He may have not handsome. He's not suave. He's just this skinny little Mexican man with two chihuahuas and an extremely elderly poodle that's blind and can't stand. That one's going. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did buy him chlorhexidine and tea tree kind of paw pads, cleaning pads for him to work on her feet because her feet, she's licking them just like red all the time. So anyway, he showed up again and he I thought what he made was an appointment for baths. And I had a whole bathing protocol set up. I was going to do bath bomb stuff and uh, benzoyl peroxide shampoo to really flush out the hair follicles. But I'm telling you, Susie, those dogs look like they never had a mange problem. Crazy. There's not a sign of it. If a happy jack sarcoptic mange medicine worked wonders. And I I just wouldn't say that if it wasn't true. Those dogs they just I handled every one of the three and they looked perfectly fine skin. And he has taken some kind of clippers. Well, he tried to give me two pairs of um, hairdresser, old hairdresser clippers. Don't you love that, though? Oh, he was he's so sweet. He wants to barter. But I refused them because I would just put them in a box. It would be even hard for me to give away. So, But he went home, and he shaved his one chihuahua that's... Um, kind of got longish hair, just shaved her close all over. She looks like a regular little chihuahua. And he also shaved the old poodle. Um, and her skin, that that skin looked like solid scale, thick scales. It was like really extreme. And there's no sign of mange now. That's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So he brought all three dogs in. It took us a couple of times because things happened in his life that caused him to fail to show up. It happens. Yeah, it happens. But he finally showed up and he had already bathed the dogs the night before. So he just needed footwork and toenails. And the one little one is a mean son of a bitch snapped at me i couldn't do it snails because they're just like <laughs> mean little shit like like those chihuahuas can be very challenging yeah i mean surprisingly challenging so and that one was just like a, a little bit too challenging but um he was very grateful for everything that i did and he gave me a large thick package of alcohol wipes and then he walks around my retail area and he handles items and he looks at them and he tries to make sense. And I don't know, it's just a hobby of his. So he communicated with us that he would like to come in and dust off all the merchandise. What a gift. Yeah. 
you know what? A freaking gift. I needed that done so badly. And so he came in on Saturday. It took him a good two hours. He handled every piece of merchandise and dusted it off. He wet cleaned the shelves. He mopped the floor. He cleaned out the corner where the live plant and everything would shed and and needed sweeping up. He did all of that. And uh, I mean, and the space looks so open. I don't know how he managed to do that, but it almost looks like a larger space than it was. That's cool. It was such a nice gift. And so we had a problem in the back of the shop, in the bathroom, where there's been a leak under my tub, somewhere where the tub plumbing goes through the drywall. And uh, for some reason, it goes downhill or something into the floor of the bathroom. And the, it's been a, a mess back there. And we've been, Yvonne has been putting down towels and kind of trying to soak up the water, but um, every time I go to the bathroom, I have to put on boots. No, it's not, it's <laughs> really sorry. not quite, no, it's I really not that. that. <laughs> It's not that bad, but it's been bad, and it's been smelling, and uh, stuff has been ruined back there. This is Barbara going into the bathroom. (laughs) Walking through the water. (laughs) Squish, squish. I know. You know, like... (laughs) Gurgle, gurgle. Um, So, yeah, so we've got plumbing that we have to do and I don't dare say anything to the landlord because he is just waiting to kick me out of there he wants me out so bad he used to be so nice to me and he would like bring me flowers and he would he would you know he admired me and everything now he just hates me Oh, he's just mean. Yeah. And fortunately, he's not mean to Yvonne. So I said Yvonne. Oh, good. Perfect. So anyway, we we had a large storage stuff in the back that was too heavy for Yvonne and I to pull out of the bathroom that needed to come out so that we can deal with the whole situation and clean it up. Eduardo did it. After he finished up front, I said, uh, you want to do a little more? <laughs> Come with me. <laughs> I took him in the back. He got it right away. What needed to be done. He did it. I gave him $20 for doing that. I was going to say, did you take him to lunch for the hot dog cart or something? I mean, no, I, I gave him $20 for the extra work. I mean, the, yeah. the dusting up front was his suggestion, was his gift. But the back, and I hired him to come back and do some work on another corner of the shop that's gotten away from us that's lovely so the story extends the, the situation extends he's become some kind of a employee client. He, yeah almost an employee <laughs> yeah you know, I, well i yeah. like this this is really good he's non-judgmental you know he sees what needs to be done and then and the whole time he was out front working with the merchandise and everything yvonne comes over to my table and she goes you know I do this. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, what? Oh, Once a- <laughs> well, when? Once a year, whether it needs it or not? 
Oh, no. And, uh, it was so funny. So I just said, well, of course you do. And it's just gotten away from us. Yeah. You know, I, Does he do any plumbing? I don't know. I, you know, like I haven't. Uh, we, ah, just think you know. food for thought. So anyway, um, we all get to, uh, I get to practice my Spanish Yvonne gets to practice her Spanish, and Eduardo gets to practice his English. Yes. Plus, you're giving a guy who probably didn't have a lot of purpose some purpose. Yeah. That's really nice. So, you know, like, I'm really thinking of trying to make it be a weekly or a biweekly deal with him. Yeah. And I, I might even see if he does yard work and bring him home. To- well, I was thinking about home. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Maybe you could get a little yeah. help there. That'd be cool. The new bathing beauty price retail is six ninety nine. Why don't they just say $700? I don't know. You know, what the fuck is that? Who do they think we are? Do they think we're so stupid we don't know to add the other dollar? Yep, it's silly. It's a silly marketing thing. So... Uh, I kind of freaked out a little bit because they just sent me a distributor list like I'm just everybody else. And I have always had this special relationship with that company. And I, I, uh, you know, like, and it's not, and it's partly because they have new, they have new people. Right. It's his son and Abby. Well, yeah, but I don't have Kathy who I've dealt with for years. I, I need to talk to Kathy and or I need to talk directly to Lorraine but it's it's confrontational for me to say what about my special deal because yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm special <laughs> like yeah. oh another thing that happened this week that cracked me up and pissed me off at the same time right <laughs> so I went through the course on skincare. And I got certified as a canine esthetician. Yes. Right? Yep. Certified canine esthetician, which nobody knows what that means. <laughs> you know, like I have this little Bichon mix, uh, Mitzi, that I've been grooming for, you know, like 16 years and she's like 18 now. No, no, you know, like she was the puppy and now she's this pitiful old lady. And she had, and mom, uh, texted me that she had a skin problem where it was crusty and flaky and dry. And so I gave her a special uh, deep conditioning treatment, no problem. And I also, I kind of happened to run into this product from Warren London that's called Skin Conditioner Lotion. And it's a leave-in. Okay. So, it, so I've been looking for like a lotion that I could apply directly on dry dog skin. This looks like it could be it. And I haven't tried the product, but it looked like it was very much appropriate for Mitzi to just keep her hydrated in the skin area that's flaking and scaling. So I, I texted her and I said, how's Mitzi's skin looking today? This is like... So, couple of days after her bath and um and by the way you might be interested in this Warren London stuff that looks good to me well she texts me back uh well the skin looks less it looks like it's not dry anymore but it's still flaking and I'm scraping off the flakes 
with a very fine comb. You know, like, it's just as though she's been through some sort of a course and she is now a certified canine esthetician who knows her shit. <laughs> People. People. You know, and I'm telling you, here's another example. My Scotty person that has the four Scotties and used to show them and was in the show kind of world. Well, he wants his he wants his dogs bathed with mane and tail medicated shampoo. And the medicated ingredient of that shampoo is behantramodium chloride, which is a carcinogen. And I have spoken it's not the right name. I'm just thinking it's benzoconium chloride. It's a quat that's used in industrial cleaning situations. It's not particularly, you know, better than chlorhexidine, and it's much more potent. And he has me using it on all four Scotties every three weeks. Oh, that's He's awful. just like killing off the entire biofilm of all four of his dogs. And I, you know, I even held up my window decal to him that I haven't put in the window yet. Yeah. And I, I held it up. I said, this is me. And I'm telling you that this is not a good product. <laughs> and he just said, well, I show people use it all the time. And I think that we used this several years ago and it worked good. And so that's what I want you to use. Okay, thank you. Fine. I'm thinking of that might be good to have a release that you, you would make owners who want you to use their shit. Yeah. You would have them sign this release that releases you and holds you less results on the scissoring and coat. Am I am I freezing? You did. You froze for good for most of that. <laughs> in, 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 including undesirable grooming result related to the product or or you know, skin problems, post-grooming skin problems related to progress. Talk about hard to rinse off. That mane and tail stuff is, it's hard to rinse off. I would never use it for my horse. I'm going to use Best Shot for my horse. There are many other options besides this quaternary ammonium compound that uh, carries cancer warning. Yeah, it seems like a bad choice. It just, it's like, why do companies like still want to use that? Why do companies still want to sell tar shampoo when coal tar has been determined to be a carcinogenic, especially when used frequently in small amounts? Yeah, let's put it on our hands and breathe it once a week. That'll be great. Yeah, yeah, that'll be, that'll be Great. Let's move on. Oh, I'm... let's move on. I tried the Best Shot Lemonade shampoo, their, their oatmeal shampoo. Yeah. I had not used that before. It's actually pretty it's nice. It's nice. It's yeah. nice. I like it. Like the silly person that I am, I also bought the Lemon Vanilla Cinnamon shampoo, and I put yeah. them both in the bottles, and I can't tell which is which. <laughs> they both smell lemony. <laughs> Well, it's in my condiment bottles. I think I can tell. They're slightly different color. I just have to, when I fill it next time, put the label very, back on. They're very close. They're very close. Okay. You know, like 
Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it too much. They're okay. very close. The lemonade just probably contains uh, extra oatmeal. Ah, well, I enjoyed them both. I am enjoying them both, I should say. I am enjoying them both. And my shears are all dull. It's the end of winter. I can tell <laughs> <laughs> everything is dull. But we've got the Pacific Northwest show coming up at the end of March. And I'm so looking forward to having sharp shears again. Oh, it's going to be fabulous. But I'm frantically cleaning the rust off of everything so I don't get in trouble when I bring them to the sharpener. <laughs> Everything's rusty. It's so wet. It's wet, but not today. Today is beautiful. Anyway, let's take a break. And then we'll come back and have some Clippervac chat. It's beautiful here too, Susan. It's 82. <sighs> Beautiful. That's a little warm, but I would suffer through. <laughs> Room pack. Let me tell you about the newest thing from Best Shots Ultramax Pro line. I'm seriously stoked about these products. First up is Ultramax Hair Hold Spray. It's a mindfully created aerosol-free styling spray. It's flexible and can be layered on for a stronger hold. It's quick drying and has the Ultramax Delicate Sweet Pea Fragrance. Next up is my favorite new product in a long time. It's called the Max and I love it to the Max. It's a fragrance-free ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It's so concentrated that one small bottle makes 10 quarts. It reduces drying time, extends manageability, and aids you in achieving optimal coat performance. Mats and tangles brush away more easily, and it turns your recirculator into a de-shedding machine. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. It's amazing. Check it all out at ultramaxpro.com and see why Barbara and I are so excited. That's ultramaxpro.com. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor and order some Max and Hair Hold Spray today. For over 30 years, Best Shot has been making masterpieces out of nightmares in record time. Made from the best stuff on earth. Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. Barbara, we both use a clipper back. I probably will be buried with the clipper back still attached to my hand. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm not using mine right now. Not at all? No. It needs a tune-up, and I have a tune-up kit, and I haven't gotten around to doing it. And it's just sitting there for months and months and months on my desk. Okay, well then, we're going to talk theoretically about clipper backs in your But I, you know, like, it, it's not that I don't like my clipper back. <laughs> I just managed to do without it. I'm not as dependent as you are. Oh, yeah, I'm dependent. Fully, completely dependent on the clipper back. Uh, which caused me a little bit of a problem a little bit later in the episode. I'll tell you about that. Uh, but... <laughs> These things do occur on occasion. Marissa Madden asked a question on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash the groom pod. She says, how about a success with ClipperVac segment? I'm still trying to learn how to get the best look with mine, and I would love tips. So I just thought we'd maybe give her some tips. Uh, my first tip... I think the most important tip is that just to remember it's something that you have to practice with. And practice makes perfect, but it takes some hours. There's a learning curve, isn't there? Oh, I had a really long 
learning curve. And one thing that happened is that Curtis Hanvey, the engineer who made the Anvey Clipper vacuum system, he came to visit and he actually demonstrated the Clipper Vac. He's not a groomer, but he took the Clipper Vac and he started doing like sketching shorter strokes. We were doing long strokes and they were making clipper marks. But if you use shorter strokes, that's not so likely to happen. And uh, and I, I just observed that his whole technique of clippering was a little bit different from the traditional way I had been taught to use the clippers. And that's kind of what you have to stumble along with in, uh, you know, I almost gave up the clipper vet before I liked it. My history with the Clipper Vac is the girl that I learned from who went to the Nash Academy had one, but she didn't use it all that often, but it was there because she thought it had its uses. And so when I actually started to get my hands on doing my own dogs in school, if you will, or during my mentorship, I picked that Clipper Vac up and I don't think I've put it down since. I mean, I do recognize there are areas in which it's better not to use it but I managed to make it work for me so much of the time and I I really hate hair on the floor and hair on the table and hair everywhere it drives me a little crazy maybe I'm in the wrong industry who knows (laughs) but the clipper vac has made it so much easier for me to tolerate my tiny eight by ten square foot of space that's in the trailer because if I had hair all over the floor it would just drive me batty but more importantly I've learned that I am a much better clipper technician with the suction than I am without the suction at this point because I've been using it so much I've been using it so long that I have two clipper vacs because I never want to actually have both of them broken down so I don't have one to use (laughs) that and and Also, you mentioned the short strokes. That was a game changer for me, a complete game changer because I was constantly getting the corduroy pattern and oftentimes Mm -hmm. the hair goes all different directions and it was hard to take the long strokes and continue to follow the hair pattern. So I would look like I was a 1970s hippie kid with my corduroy pants on and uh, or at least the dog looked that way. But then I learned the short stroke thing, and it does camouflage a lot of the unique marks that sometimes show up. The other thing that changes that is the amount of suction you use. And this is an important point for me because with my hands and my bad, I don't know, you guys may not know, my fingers are pretty rough at this point. They don't bend the same direction as they used to. So my hands managing a clipper vac hose and a set of clippers was challenging but I switched my Romani attachments over to a Hanvey attachment and it attaches in a different spot on the clipper and it is less stressful on my wrist and then I went to smaller clippers and there's 
adapters for pretty much all of the clippers out there available and lighter tools are better my mentor barbara bird says so so i chose my lighter clippers i use a different attachment to the clipper and i find it much easier to use plus with the hand attachment i can actually flip the clipper over and hold it by the hose and clip upside down under the bellies of the dogs with big long clipper combs and clipper combs boy they were a game changer when they turned into stainless steel too Right. That was the big uh, technology advance. That is huge. Huge. Going from plastic snap-on combs to metal snap-on combs made big, big difference to me. But I just don't use suction. It definitely uh, made the combs more efficient with suction because the mm-hmm. plastic combs seemed to catch and drag a little bit more when the stainless combs came out, other than people, the learning curve of not busting your 30 blades on them by seating them incorrectly. Those stainless combs go through the tangles like nobody's business, which was an advantage to the clipper vac. You don't have to get every single tangle. You have to get the tight tangles out, the mats. But the little tangles, sometimes they'll just chop right off with the clipper vac, depending on how long you go. And I've tailored my whole client base around being able to do nice comb clipper cuts. Not too long, not too short, still leave some fluff on. I probably couldn't do nearly as well if I was doing the comb up and and clip down and comb up and clip down thing. That would be harder on my hands. I don't think I do as good a job that way. I think you're you're a perfect example of someone for whom that clipperback is an asset. Well, anyway, I want to talk. Let me take us in a little direction. I had a mat challenge on Thursday. Thursday, I came in on my day off to groom my favorite Legato Romanolo puppy for a dog show. So um, this is her, like her second dog show. And I've, I scissored her up nice for the first one and she won. And uh, so she, she wanted her done again. And the lady doesn't come on a regular basis. She just comes on an as needed before the dog show basis. And she said, I've been, and, you know, I sold her a Pinella comb. I, I, you know, I sold her products. And, and so I had some faith that she was brushing out the dog. And she said, what if I bathe her at, uh, the day before and then you just have to do the scissoring? And I said, yes. Yikes. And she told me that she was badly matted at the uh, edge of her ears. And you know how the dogs get the felted mats along? Well, that she had that. But it was worse than I thought. And for some reason, the owner thought that I was going to just clip that out and somehow make it look natural. For a dog show? You can't. For a dog show. No. No, I could have done that for an in-between yeah. groom thing. But not for a dog show where she said, I know you go right to the end of, you scissor right at the end of the leather anyway. Well, no, but that matting was up a good half an inch uh, into the, you know, and I, it would have just looked chopped off. I scissored the edge of the Legoto ear, but then I take a snap on comb and blend in so that it's it's thicker at the top of the ear and blended to 
the nut took it all at the edge. But you can't blend if you've gone in there and used a 30 blade to take off. That, uh, so I felt like I had to comb that out. Ugh. And then I also found mats that she had missed completely on the inside of the back legs, especially down in the ankle area. Well, I couldn't cut those out because the dog would have looked just empty walking away from the judge. And I wasn't about to bathe her again. Right. Fortunately, I had recently bought off of Amazon some Equest Survivor silicone gel detangler. And that stuff worked so freaking well for me. So I used the Equus Survivor. I used my half moon comb on the wider side with those like tiny tines. And I was able to comb out the, the ears and the inside of the legs, although it took me probably an extra hour. And I, I was kind of pissed off. Yeah, I, And I was exhausted and she was an energetic puppy. And then when it got around to doing her head, um, she was not real cooperative, not very cooperative. And that's the most important part. So I wasn't totally thrilled. The last time I groomed her for show, I was thrilled with the way that I did the head. This time, not so much because I took off a little bit too much under one ear. And uh, darn, <laughs> darn <it. laughs> and um, but that's because she's just like jerking around so much, and I was kind of going blind. Um, not you know, like sometimes you have to groom in your sleep on these dogs, yep, um, just go blind in some area because they're being you know. But I had not wanted the lady to stay there and hold her for every single thing and talk to me the entire time I groomed, because I just didn't, I just didn't have that to give. Yeah. Uh, anyway, shout out for Equus Survivor. It really absorbed, uh, you know, into the hair so that it didn't look greasy or extra shiny right there. It didn't look like I had use the oil on her it looked just fine and um did you get a report on whether the dog won or not i'll hear from her this evening maybe or tomorrow um good i didn't get a text back saying that she loved the grooming though that but that's uh, her fault that's her fault but i you know i really did a lot of nice scissoring i really shaped the dog up well um I removed a lot of coat, more than I thought needed to be removed because I was reading my Lagoda book about <laughs> preparation for show and realized I really needed to take uh, a considerable amount off in the uh, kind of shoulder area, et cetera, and hips. You don't want them to go in looking all hippie. <laughs> okay, so here's what I'm going to do. We have a really nicely done clipper back episode somewhere in our 327 episodes for next week's show i will cut together a best of with the best of all the clipper back 
discussion. So we can really give Marissa a good overview of using the Clippervac system and all of that stuff because we're going to run out of time. And I want to. No, are we not going to be able to do privates again? We're not going to do privates. We're not going to get to uh. privates. But let me tell you. Let me tell you my private story, and then you can do your soap story, and we can uh, we'll get out of here. That's <laughs> worth forty five minutes already. <laughs> we talk too much, but that's okay because, like I said, I you know I'm I'm fine with it. It's fine. That's why people love us. So I did my Captain Jack the Havanese for the yeah. lady who owns the Deadliest Catch Boats. And yeah. she is particular. She is really particular. Or at least she makes me feel like she's really particular. She, she's one of those clients who gives you instructions every single time you do the dog, even though you do the dog monthly. And that's fine because I'm not the best groomer. I'm not. She could probably use a better groomer, a groomer who is more used to doing longer scissored cuts. I think that's really what she would probably be happiest with. But she likes me. And she doesn't want a different groomer. She wants me. And I get that. And I appreciate it because we also know each other in the social circles. And she's a horse lady and we talk horses and stuff like that. So I went over there and I did her dog. She had fallen on the boat this summer and she's hurt her back and she's mostly in a wheelchair. So she used to brush the dog all the time. Now the dog's not getting brushed. The caregivers aren't brushing the dog. The husband isn't brushing the dog. And... So there was poop in his tail. And the dog is a lap dog. He sits on her lap in the bed. I don't really want there to be Klingons next to the butt. So I did a little banded tail. up, Just went up a little bit up his tail. And I cleaned his backside really nice. Oh, she was all offended because you could see the dog's bottom. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Oops. I screwed that one up. And I did the banded tail part with the three comb on the base of the tail but i did do the sanitary area i do that all the time right i know i just guess i've never done it with her dog or something i often wonder though especially lately if she is trapped in her house and she doesn't have a lot of visitors and maybe she just needs some interaction she was a businesswoman who's now stuck at home i don't know but I swear I band tails all the time that way because it's more sanitary that way. Well, yeah, you just don't want to use a tin blade and a shih tzu tail. Right. Like, you know? And I didn't. I, I used a comb. I just shortened it up. You know, like, because that stuff on the underside of the tail, where it's longer, that's what clings on. That's where it was. That's why I went, oh, I'm just going to band the yeah. tail a little bit. Ah. So the real question about the whole private parts thing was, do you shave the testicles? And I have never shaved a testicle unless I requested the testicles be shaved. And there was one dude who was like really proud of his dog's man parts or something. And he had me shave the testicles. But for the most part, I leave those hidden. Do you leave those hidden or do you shave them or what? Well, I tend to leave them somewhat camouflaged. And then every now and then, if it, if the hair gets matted or icky under there, I will very carefully shave them. Uh, you know, I once cut a scrotum. Oh, uh-oh. Dun-dun-dun. Of a very wealthy woman's new puppy. Oh, bummer. 
I lost that client. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, the thing is with this lady, I'm not going to lose her. I just think she wants the interaction of the instructions and all of that. So this time you'll laugh. She, the dog is Captain Jack, and he is a, a light gray and whitish and brownish, mostly white, but some other colors in there. And he has these black streaks in his mustache. But, like, they're a little bit uneven, right? The black on one side is a little bit forward of the black on the other side. She wants a black mustache on the dog. We had left along, like, a Fu Manchu kind of a mustache. This time she wanted everything off but the mustache. So I went and I split it and I went under the chin and I took that all off short. And then I took it right right up to the hairs. And then I looked at it and I'm like, wow, there's hardly any black in this dog, really. <laughs> it was just kind of a contrasting once you take the contrasting hair away it didn't look as neat and then I thought "Ooh, what can I dye it with but then I didn't because I didn't want to piss her off but um it's a it's a work in progress the Jack Sparrow mustache <laughs> I don't think I was very yeah. successful she was fine with me not being successful with that it was just she didn't want to look at the winking eye you know at the back end of the dog well, I I want those assholes clean me too I'm gonna have that dog on my lap ew Yes, you know, like I always very carefully trim away the hair. I always expose the eye. We call it the rosebud. Yes. <laughs> you know, like I want to see it. I, yeah, I know. I had a lady yesterday. Owners don't know what, what it does to us. This was a uh, border terrier, perfect border terrier. I mean, she is really freaking show quality, this dog. Little. Oh, she's just perfect little border terrier, I mean. Border, perfect little border terrier bitch, you know. And um, she wanted, we do a hand stripping. And usually I carefully trim the where the colic in the back is on the, what I call the butterfly. Yeah. I carefully trim that so that I just have nice uh, straight seam. <laughs> On the uh, thing, well, she likes the colic to uh, to be shown. She wants it trimmed, but she wants the colic shown. <laughs> so I can't go too close. Right. So it was it was really a challenge. And one side came out a little bit different than the other side. And once you've cut off, like, uh oh, you can't do that. You know, like, so do you make the same mistake on the other side? Oh, or, I hate that. You know, oh, God. I hate that. <laughs> yes. Do you leave it lopsided? I mean, it wasn't that bad. And, you know, Yvonne didn't see it. Yeah. She's become my critic, uh. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I gave her permission because, you know what? I don't see all the, I don't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need that anymore. Yeah, it's um, all good. So. So, <laughs> but, but that's, that's, you know, like when they give you contradictory instructions that kind of conflict with it within itself, yeah. it's, it's really hard. It challenges but, every bit of our skills, <laughs> people and grooming. <laughs> but you always, I mean, you do see at the dog show, you see clean assholes, Clean testicles. Okay, so it's a dog show. You do show not thing. see hair. You do not see hairy balls. Okay, at the dog show, you know. But people kind of. It's not that it, you know. It, it's not always so much that they don't want to see 
their dog's balls. They don't want other people to see their dog's balls and say, why haven't you, you know, and become the neutering police. Right. Okay. I get that. That makes sense. Okay. Let's take a break and we'll do Dr. Bonner's soap. Hey, Chris Bear Anthony here. You may know I've been swiveling for years now with my beloved evolution shears, but I wasn't actually born with a pair of swivel shears in my hands. Check out our website and Facebook page for our library of how-to videos or give me a shout for a personalized guide. Your hands will thank you. Don't forget, GroomPod listeners get $10 off and free shipping with the code GroomPod. What are you waiting for? Give them a try today. We love our sponsors, like Show Season. Let me tell you about my favorite Show Season products. True Tearless is a hypoallergenic, scent-free shampoo that really cleans and never, ever leaves a fragrance. Pair it with the hypo conditioner and you have a winning, smell-free combination. Results Rinse is an after-bath rinse that lightly conditions and protects without adding any weight to scissored coats. It aids in drying time and it helps with brush-outs, too. Show Season carries Barbara's Essential Oil Blends and Mellow Pet Shampoo, Blueberry Products, Delicious Colognes, Hemp Products, a Feline Line, Spa and Natural Options, and so much more. You can find Show Season animal products at all shows and through lots of distributors like Cascade Grooming Supplies. And you can check out all their products at their website, thebestpetshampoo.com, or call 678-382-0218. Make every season a show season. Open the morning and out to school. The teacher is teaching the golden rule. Groomers, take your seats. School is about to begin. Who's Dr. Bonner and why does he make soap, Barbara? Makes soap because <laughs> is he smelly? <laughs> Because he can. Dr. Bronner's Castile soap has been around forever, and I've looked at it before. So I like the mission of the company, which is all about saving the planet and, you know. Good stuff. Good stuff and sustainable. That's the word I was trying to think of. Sustainable and all of that good stuff. Very well put. However, they have always proselytize, is that the word when they, there's just always just, they've just got on their bottles and just always have this sort of evangelical Christian God stuff and it drives me crazy and so what I've noticed is that this company has really moved forward with their brand since I last took a look at it. However, there's still some of that stuff on the label. What I do like about Dr. Bronner's is that it's a liquid soap, not a hard soap. And the big difference there is that with a hard soap, you cannot adjust the pH. It's going to be very harsh. It's going to be very alkaline with the Uh, liquid soap. They've added citric acid, so that tells me that they have adjusted the pH to be much more skin and hair friendly. I also find it um, interesting 
that every one of their names of their varieties is now includes the term hemp. Oh, really? Now, hemp, yeah. So you know that that draws my attention right away. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so they have hemp peppermint, hemp <laughs> this, hemp that, hemp tea tree. And uh, so there's hemp oil in there, organic hemp oil even. Uh, however, uh, I want to warn people. I want one thing. The, the most common Dr. Bronner shampoo is the peppermint. And I have an issue with the use of peppermint oil because it has very many fine, healthy benefits, but it can be a skin irritant. So I'm not making that up. It's not, I'm not exaggerating. The National Institute of Health states, side effects of applying peppermint oil to the skin can include skin rashes and irritation. Okay, so that's, that kind of tells you. Um, Dr. Brenner's Castile Soap came up on the shampoo list and people wanted to know what was our reaction to a client bringing this in and wanting to use it on their dog? Mm. Well, there we go. Go ahead, use it on their dog. Make them sign the release form not to hold you responsible for anything. And just use the stuff. It's not going to kill the dog. But if it's an irritating or a pre-existing skin condition, I wouldn't use the peppermint. Now, the hemp tea tree doesn't contain peppermint oil. The other thing that the peppermint oil product contains is um, mentha advensis. What's that? It's menthol. Oh. It's, it's the plant from which menthol is extracted. This mentha advensia plant has 70 to 80% component of menthol. So it's the main plant in which they extract menthol for other things. And I don't think we really need that on pits. The hemp tea tree contains um, organic coconut oil, potassium hydroxide, organic palm kernel oil, organic olive oil, tea tree extract, organic hemp oil, and organic jojoba oil. So that's clear to me that the soap is made itself from the coconut oil, the palm oil, and the olive oil with the potassium hydroxide. That makes the basic soap. And then they've added tea tree extract, hemp oil, jojoba oil, and acidified the pH. So it's not really Castile soap. Castile soap originally was the soap that was made in Castile, uh, Spain, and it was made solely from olive oil. Is that what Castile means? That's what Castile used to mean, okay. Susie. It used to mean strictly olive oil. But now, as long as there's olive oil in there, they're calling it Castile soap. So the definition kind of uh, got mushy. Mm. Tell me this, if it's a liquid soap, does it still leave the soapy feeling on the hair? No, not so, no. That's what that's what correcting the pH does. Oh. 
it's not going to be, um, well, let me walk that back. Okay. It may still leave a, a deposit on the hair if you have super hard water. But making it more acidic is definitely going to help it not rough up the hair cuticle. Okay, that makes sense. So that makes sense. And and interestingly enough, I found in my kind of looking around at this liquid Castile soap, I found Dr. Wood's liquid Castile and black soap with organic shea butter. It's like a knockoff of of Dr. Bronner. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Woods. Now, you know what? When you have a label, when you have a brand that's named like Dr. Smith, such and such, you don't have to have an actual physician license to call a brand Dr. Something's. Right. But um, Dr. Woods Liquid Castile and Black Soap is made with, I think, probably the African-American ethnic hair market in mind. Right. Or the ethnic people's market in mind. I find it kind of weird because black soap is, I've never seen it in liquid form. I've just seen it in solid blocks. And um, it's okay. It has its own benefits and you know, whatever. But um, I I thought that it was kind of funny. And you know what? For this product, for Dr. Wood's Liquid Castile, they say saponified coconut hemp and olive oils. So the same, but they're more up front. You know what? They're more up front. They're more up front. They're not implying that there is coconut oil in the product or olive oil in the product. They're saying that it's saponified, and once they're saponified, they're no longer coconut hemp and olive oil. Okay, so that's interesting. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, the main thing, would I use this? Would, would the vet tell the pet owner to use this? I don't know. That, that was the claim at, on the original post. That the they had the vet had recommended this. Well, you know what? Vets are just as susceptible to perception, perceptual misunderstandings as we are. And the whole name of Castile soap is meant to imply, it's intended to imply purity and mildness. Because the original Castile soap was pure olive oil, and it was a milder soap. Milder than, than lye? Yeah, milder than than animal fat soap, right? which was prevalent at the time. And we're looking in the 1600s, 1700s, you know, back then, when Castile soap was first made. But, the you know, it's just... Um, I'm, it's just a marketing, it's like hypoallergenic or, you know, Castile soap is just a marketing ploy. Uh, neither one of these soaps are really Castile. Well, it's nice. So there. It's nice <laughs> that they've 
got a liquid soap, I mean, to give people an option. Uh, but I, for me, I'm going to go with something that was invented a lot more recently than the, what, 1600s <laughs> or whatever. Well, I, I actually kind of like the Dr. Woods soap. It's got shea butter in it, and it's also got panthenol in it. Yes, so, but is yeah. it but is it U.S. natural marketplace? The purest organic, fair trade ingredients, no synthetic preservatives, no detergents, and no foaming agents. Is it all of that? It's got to have all of that. <laughs> See that no foaming agents, no detergents, no. What is the first one? That's a organic, fair trade ingredients, no synthetic preservatives. Oh yeah, no synthetic ingredients. Yeah, yeah, you know, like. As though that's a bad thing. As though detergents are a bad thing. As though a foaming enhancer is a bad thing. Those are not necessarily bad things. Yep. That's misinformation. That's subtle misinformation. You know, and, and along the same lines, when somebody brings you a shampoo product and they want you to use it, even if it's not the product you would generally choose, unless there's something that's like harmful to yourself, like the carcinogenic stuff, I do try to use what they ask me to use. I do too. And I like to try out new products. Me too. So I, I don't mind giving it a try. And I would use it and I would be objective in my assessment of the results. Yeah, I had a lady bring me a bottle of lavender liquid soap that she had bought from one of our lavender farms we have a lot of lavender farms in the area yeah, yeah and I, I hated it it left such a gross film on the hair and it was very hard to rinse out and I told her that and she was like okay well it was worth a try <laughs> I said maybe it'll be good on your own hair try that generally speaking soap is not as hair friendly as is a formulated mild and on that note, I think that we've been lucky to get our internet, both of us, because my I've gotten a little message that said bad internet a couple times, too. We've been lucky to get an hour and five minutes recorded. So let's call it a day, Barbara, and remind you guys that we will have a couple best of compilation episodes next week and the week after and then we'll be back to our regular recording schedule because I am doing a presentation that I actually have to prepare for <laughs> not just Saturday morning write up a show I'm gonna have to actually work at this one so happy grooming everybody see you next week on the groom pod bye now take care of yourselves see ya